The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Chadville. I hope your afternoon is going better than your morning commute. I know it was a, t- a tricky one for uh, a lot of you. We'll get to that in just a moment on the show today. We're going to talk about recall legislation, what that could mean. We'll talk about city budgets with City Councillor Mike Nickel, also about cannabis lounges with him. We'll talk about Western alienation today and also selective hearing. Lots to cover on the show this afternoon as we navigate the next four hours. And as I asked uh, just a a few moments ago, how was your drive into work today? It was uh, a gong show for a lot of folks around uh, the city as that uh, first real snow fell. Roads uh, were reported to be, you know, slow in in icy in a lot of areas in my end of town um you know but you know remembering where i live and you know almost you know just on the edge of the city there had been no sand no salt whatever they were putting down on it and i ran into numerous cars in the ditch but as soon as i got onto roads where there was sand there was absolutely no problem andrew grant is the uh, is edmonton's general supervisor of infrastructure field operations hi andrew welcome to the show Hello. Hey, how was your drive to work today? Uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would expect you to say nothing else, nothing less. Andrew, your evaluation of how uh, City Crews handled uh, handled the morning situation? Yeah, you know, it's a big city, and we have uh, you know a big capacity to uh, to deal with this kind of kind of snow snowstorm. This was a you know a great introduction, you know, to winter for for our <laughs> citizens and our crews. Um, you know, we were we were ready. We we saw it coming, and uh, we reacted accordingly. Okay, so you reacted uh, accordingly. I know there was a lot of people. Um, I was just going to say a word that I can't say, but we're complaining and moaning uh, this morning about, you know, the drive and how slow it was, how icy it was in some spots. I know, I think it was Rabbit Hill Road. It was was really tricky through there and on the hills and that. What did what did the city do uh, to prepare for this as far as, you know, getting uh, folks out? Was it sand? Was it salt? What was going on? Yeah, so, you know, throughout the night, you know, we were monitoring the conditions. You know, those, those tricky areas, we'll call them the hills, the River Valley, River... You know, Rabbit Hill Road. Those are all our, you know, high priority areas because of the hills. Yeah. Um, the temperatures were pretty favorable, and because there was no accumulation on the, the roads, you know, prior to, to today, um, we did use the uh, uh, sodium chloride to kind of melt it off. Um, and then, you know, looking at what uh, the temperature is doing, it's looking like it's going to be, you know, dropping pretty aggressively here over the next 24 hours. So. We'll probably add a little bit of uh, grit to that. So, you know, in the event that it is thawing today uh, under the sun, uh, if it does refreeze overnight, there's some some grit to provide some traction. So do you think um, uh, all of the complaining or the complaining that uh, was a result of the morning commute this morning was uh, had to do with how uh, the city handled the situation or was it just uh, people trying to remember how to drive again in these conditions? Yeah, well, you know, the first snowfall, you know, is tricky for for everyone. Uh, You know, it kind of takes everyone by surprise and they forget, you know, we need to drive to the conditions. Um, You know, the city is always, our goal is always to, you know, keep our mobility network safe and reliable uh, throughout the winter season. Uh, But, yeah, there's definitely a learning curve for for everyone, you know, come the winter season. You know what, Andrew, a lot of people, of course, uh, calcium chloride been in the news uh, a lot over the past number of months. Uh, we're not using, the city's not using it now. Would it have made a difference this morning? 
Uh, you know, I think our, our crews were on it. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it was, it's one tool that, you know, we trialed for two years, but, you know, we still have a, a vast variety of tools in our toolbox. Um, you know, and I, I, it's all about using the right tool for the right job. And, uh, you know, I, with what we had uh, as resources, I think, you know, we, we got it right this morning. So with, with the talk of uh, the use of you no know, calcium chloride and, and moving forward, you're going to be using this combination of plows and graders, kind of going back to the way it, it used to be done. How does that affect what you do and what will Edmontonians see this winter? You know, I, I don't, you know, from a visual perspective, I don't know if they'll, they'll see much of a difference, but it's just about identifying, you know, what resources we, we're using in, in what weather conditions and really aligning our resources with the conditions. Um, you know, it's been proven time and time again that, you know, physically removing the snow, you know, off the roads as quickly as possible is, you know, the, the most efficient option. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, you know, really rely on, you know, our, our internal forces and, and contract forces to, to get the snow off the road. And then uh, just understanding, you know, that, uh, you know, the weather conditions are changing and, you know, uh, you know, battling, you know, freezing rain events and stuff and just using, you know, salt to, to melt that freezing rain off and, the, mm-hmm. and fighting that ice accumulation. Can you... Um, uh, can you give folks an, an idea? And again, you know, Andrew, I think with your your, your job, when people find, probably find out what you do and what you take care of for a living, they probably always have a story to tell you about uh, some, <laughs> some some experience. And I'm going, I'm thinking going into into to winter, um, you might have a, one of the toughest jobs uh, around. Um, how does how does the city prepare for a winter storm? event so when you start realizing and you start looking at the weather forecast you have someone who's devoted to that like how does that play out you know there's a team of managers you know throughout the city that you know each have kind of a, a district or a, uh, an area a geographical area within the city and you know uh, a lot of these staff have been doing it for for year after year so they know the you know the vulnerable spots and you know they have uh great historical knowledge and in, in fighting uh, any kind of type of storm. Uh, but then we have tools, you know, that we we, we rely on, you know, from meteorology uh, reports and then just looking at, you know, more importantly, the, the ground temperatures and seeing what the ground temperatures are compared to the ambient temperatures and, and just picking the right tool for the job. That's you know, that's, that's key in a successful snow and ice program for sure. So any advice to Edmontonians as we head into this winter season, uh, dealing with the roads over the coming months, uh, what do you tell them? You know, it's, it's really important that just drive to the conditions and, and really, you know, be aware of your surroundings and including what's underneath your, your vehicle and just, you know, take it slow. Um, you know, a lot of just because it's wide open and, and bare pavement doesn't mean that, you know, the maximum or the minimum speed limit is, is the most appropriate. <laughs> oh, drive to the conditions. We say that drive all the time, the, Andrew. It doesn't I work. do. It's important. It's a huge piece of this, you know, and then just give our, our screws uh, room to work and, you know, look for the for all the, the media outlets about the parking van. That's another uh, great message is, you know, if you see that the snowstorm coming in, try to get your vehicles off the street and allow our crews to get in there and do a you know, provide a high level of service with great efficiency. All right. Andrew Grant is Edmonton's General Supervisor of Infrastructure Field Operations. Andrew, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Uh, have, uh, have fun this winter. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, thanks. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. I hope so. Thank you very much. So, uh, again, how was your drive this morning? Uh, I was at, at, how, at the house, and so I woke up uh, a little bit earlier than normal because I had uh, an event to, to go to this morning to do with Dr. Gans, and and I'm listening to the, listening to this going, oh, my gosh, what a gong show out there. And I don't know if you were caught in it. Um, I know friends of mine trying to get out of Deep South, like Twilliger Drive, into, I guess they would have been down Windermere area and trying to get up to uh, 630 Ched um, Santa's Anonymous Depot, like up to the Jerry Forbes Center. And again, that's kind of all the way around on the other side of town. And it took them two and a half hours to get there this morning. Two and a half hours. Apparently getting out of uh, Windermere up to Williger Drive this morning was an absolute mess. A friend of mine was trying to get out of the Riverbend area um, at Rabbit Hill Road was uh, was a mess. So I don't know what it was like in, in your neck of the woods. Now coming out of where I live, um, and, and I was surprised actually because we, we were still on a bus route, but we didn't have any sand down. So when we came out of you know where I live, the very first intersection, there was a car in the ditch. And uh, the road was was pretty much pure ice. Now, we kind of get used to it out there because I understand that it's not a heavily used road. So, okay, well, they'll get to it and we'll deal with it. And you slow down and that sort of thing. But I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to get on the southwest uh, leg of the Henday because I was going to go the Henday way all the way up to the Yellowhead and across over to 66th. So I said, well, I'm just going to go all the way up uh, 199th Street up uh, through the Hamptons and get up to the White Mud uh, up there, and hopefully it would be better up there and then on to the Henday. So heading north on that and come into an accident, uh, the roads shut down. The fire department's, um, you know, is there. So that's the second an- uh, accident in, in five minutes. So I turned around and crossed over um, over to 215th Street. So if you're wondering where 215 is, um, so if you're heading out to the corn maze, out to uh, the greenhouse out there, if you're um, out by River Cree, so that's that's where I'm talking about. So I, I went up that one again. 215 is pretty much glare ice, and there's a little hill that uh, you go up depending if you're going north or south. Either you, you're coming over it, you're you're going down it. Um, it's just south of, of the River Cree. And as I'm approaching it, there are five cars in the ditch. Everyone coming over this hill or into this hill was just biffing it one way or another into the ditch. So at this point, I kind of, I pulled over for a second. I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, if, if, is, is this what the roads are like all over the city? Uh, so I just kind of evaluated the situation. And I realized up up ahead the the road was uh, had sand on it. I got onto uh, the top part of 215, got onto the white mud, onto the Henday, all the way up over across the Yellowhead. Now we're talking like 8:30, 8:45-ish, nine quarter after nine, all the way to Henday, over to uh, the Jerry Forbes Center, and it was it was fine. Uh, traffic was moving along. Now, I, I get that the volume was down a little bit more, um, but the traffic was fine at that point. So what is it? What is it, my friends? Is it is it the, the road conditions and the lack of the sand or the salt, which, you know, on the Henday, by the time I got on, it was fine, but apparently the Henday was just backed up beyond belief this morning. Or is it um, us trying to figure out how to drive in these conditions. And again, we say it, and it's like a broken record. It's like, rah, 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 rah. Every time, it's, 
you know, slow down. You heard you heard Andrew say this, you know, drive to the conditions. Is it that we're, we're uncomfortable, we've got to get it figured out? Uh, another friend of mine said they saw six stalls on uh, in, in Riverbend and they were like, okay, are you not keeping care of your, of your car? Six stalls. It wasn't that cold out. You know, what was going on there? So what is it? Or is it a combination of both? Is it a combination of the roads were still pretty crappy this morning? Or is it that we're pretty crappy when it comes to driving this the first time around? I think, you know, two months from now, we'll probably be good to go. But I'd be curious to know what you think. I'd be curious to know what your drive was like this morning. Um, maybe you have winter tires. Maybe you don't. I have winter tires on my car. Um, I never used to have winter tires on my car up until a couple of years ago. 4960063 is the uh, the phone number here. If you want to weigh in, the lines are open. You can give us a call uh, a call there or text me at 63630. We'll take a break here. Larry, we'll get your call right after this. As we were chatting with Andrew Grant, uh, Edmonton's General Supervisor of Infrastructure Field Operations, just on the uh, the roads this morning and about um, the conditions and, and what the city did to deal with them. Uh, you can give me a call at 4960063. Uh, Beth says she lives in northeast Edmonton and headed to Old Strathcona. It took 10 minutes longer than usual. Uh, Peter Pan says roads. I still don't think the city got onto the roads in time. And Ron says people need to invest in studded winter tires in Alberta. No problem with the roads there. Larry is on the phone this afternoon. Hey, Larry. Hi, Jillian. Okay, how was, uh, did you, were you driving this morning, Larry? Oh, no, I'm retired. I live out in the farm. Oh, okay, so but, you wanted to weigh in? Yeah, you know, there's two words for these people. They get up in the morning, they look outside, oh, geez, I got to get to work on time, so they take off in a hurry. Two words, slow down. Slow down, but then you have, you know, the, you know, the people flying by you and uh, that also end up in the ditch, right? Well. It's a little bit of both. You know, I lived here all my life, and there's these kids that take driver's training. They all take their tests in the summertime, right? <laughs> of course and, we do, Larry. You know, and they, ha they have to learn how to parallel park. Well, parallel parking, they, they should have some instruction on winter driving. And the people come from other countries, they should have some winter driving conditions before they get their test. You know, that that's an interesting point. There, There is something to be said about that, about having to take some sort of training uh, in the snow, Larry. Yeah. I, yeah. I, think anyways, for, I think for everyone. I think for everyone. Well, you know, I think country people adjust better than the ones in the city that drive. Larry, appreciate your phone call. Thanks for giving me a shout. 4960063. Drew says, of course, there's going to be an adjustment from summer to winter driving conditions. It's inevitable regardless of experience. We're human and we make mistakes. Tom, your phone call coming up. And oh, by the way, I have to tell you this. Was at a registry last night getting my driver's license replaced because my because my wallet issue and um, booking for driving tests right now uh, out of this one was into January and February, that's how long people uh, were waiting for. And uh, the poor ladies on the phones, they were not happy uh, about it. Hey, Tom, how was your drive this morning? Uh, I didn't have to drive, but my wife did. I'm actually just on my way into work now. So. Oh, so it's not bad, you know. It's not bad now, but we'll see what happens over the, uh, when things cool down, when the temperature continues to drop through this afternoon. But your wife had, uh, had to drive in this morning? Yeah, she was going from the south side way out to about 215 Street, and it took her over an hour and a half. But... I think the issue with driving in the winter is multifaceted. It's people who think they, they've got winter tires, they'll be fine. Or the people that have all-wheel drive, they think they're fine. Or 
it's a lack of, of confidence or of knowledge. Um, you can fault the city all you want, but they're they're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the conditions are going to be like in 20 minutes. So people need to realize that just because you have winter tires or an all-wheel drive vehicle doesn't mean you are impervious to icy conditions. You are right, Tom. Thank you for the phone call. Have a good one. Take it easy, Jay. Hi, Jay. Hey, Jaylen. How are you? I'm good. How was your drive today? It was terrible. Uh, I think I need to uh, call the city a little bit in a certain area, certain areas that are going to be a little bit more high risk. Uh, I experienced a huge delay in between Terwilliger headed eastbound on 23rd Ave as you head down into uh, that ravine area that leads up to Blue Quill. Yeah, absolutely. All it, all, all it took was one car that appeared to be all the way at the top. He was, in the, he was on the flat surface, the level surface. He wasn't trying to go up the incline. And if he must have been stalled or he had some mechanical troubles. And literally cars, like front-wheel drive cars, probably with all seasons or whatever, but in, in normal circumstances, they would have got up the hill. But uh, they were going sideways. It was like it was a maze trying to get around the cars that could not get up the hill because yep. the traffic slowed down so much. Yep. And the city was nowhere to be found. And, I mean, they need to get out there at, like, 6, 6.30 on spots like that that are going to be high risk and high traffic. Uh, and it was a gong show. It literally took uh, two hours for me to get from Ellerslie and uh, about... Uh, uh, Twilliger to the south side around 91st Street and 51st Avenue. It yeah, was a joke. I heard it was an absolute mess through that part of town, and I saw a lot of vehicles struggling on little hills and some of the bigger yeah. ones, but the little hills, Jake. And, and credit credit to the drivers because everybody seemed to be really patient and uh, made it made it through safe, safely, uh, which was really surprising considering all the mayhem that was going on in that section. So thanks for the call, Jay. Appreciate it. Take it easy now. David out in Onaway. Hey, my friend. Hi, Jay. How are you? I must live in God's country. The roads out here were, were beautiful this morning. <laughs> but, but two things. Yes, sir. Winter tires should be mandatory. Yes, you I know said people that before, look yeah. at, the, at the cost, but the point is winter tires and the regular tires I have on my vehicle have, are at least five years old because you're only using them for six months, so they mm-hmm. last twice as long. Spread out, it's not that expensive. And the second thing is the big double-decker buses you see in London. Yes. If you're learning to drive those, doesn't matter what time of the year it is, they put you on a skid pad mm. and an instructor. They take the window out of the driver's cab because that's separate from everything else. And an instructor will slam on the brakes so that you skid. And you have to figure out how to get out of it. That's exactly right. So when they hit the road, those buses apparently will lean 45 degrees before they fall over. But he will jam on the brakes, turn right or left, and you have to get out of it. We could do the same thing here so that kids, everybody wants to take their, their, their test during the summer, for goodness sake. Who wants to go out on icy roads? When I took mine, the clown that was testing me said you're not following the lines <laughs> the lines were covered in three inches of snow <laughs> they, they would hit the first winter at least having some idea and some confidence most people freeze because they don't know what to do and that's when the accidents start david appreciate the call always great to hear from you thanks for this and you jay Bye. okay take care and Corey. hey Corey. i have about a minute how was your drive this morning you know, I went in uh, in between 4.30 and 5, so the roads oh. were good and icy. But uh, I, I've got some advice for people. Don't drive scared. Mm-hmm. When you drive scared, you, you, you're gripping the steering wheel a little bit too tight. You're hitting the brakes a little bit too hard. Just drive. Just drive. Just, don't, don't dr- just mellow don't out a bit. Don't drive scared. Just drive.
<laughs> Good advice, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. All right, take Bye-bye. it easy. It's 228. Um, Jaylen, it's true. Learn to drive to the conditions. We drive Winterborne Road every day as we live close to the corn maze. Poor drivers who don't leave enough time to get to their de- destination can, can cause uh, some issues. CBG, quickly, this was your uh, your first kind of drive. My first foray into Alberta yeah. winter, I guess. I mean, it's early November. I got here. I, I went slower. It took me a half hour instead of 20 minutes, but I do have studded winter tires and mm. four-wheel drive, so everything was fine. You felt good. Took my took my time. I didn't leave until about, you know, five past nine, mm-hmm. so there was plenty of time for traffic to have gone out ahead of me and also for city crews to get out there as well. I wasn't out there at 5, yeah, yeah. 5.15 or something, but no, it, it was fine. Keep, I'm, I'm feeling confident, but also trepidatious still. Keep your text coming at 6.30, 6.30. We'll watch that drive throughout the afternoon as that temperature continues to drop and as we get into the afternoon drive. Uh, we'll take a break here for the news. When we come back, we'll talk Western alienation. Stick around.